beautiful people, I'm Jessie Galvin and this is the Open Heart Rebellion. A place where we ignite our potential and awaken to the truth inside each of us. Now today I have with me Brianna Brown, who is a soul body alchemist. She holds incredible spaces for shadow work, inner child healing and womb work to call women home to their empowerment by connecting to the core of who we are. So in this episode, we explore how we can live with more pleasure, with more joy, sensuality and sexuality by shedding patriarchal constructs and reconnecting with our womb and our feminine power. We dive into the wild woman archetype, which I love. We look at who she is, what's holding her back and how she really supports us to expand into our fullness and into our radiance. Now, even exploring this conversation, I could feel her energy bubbling up within me. So I absolutely can't wait to hear how this lands for all of you. It was such a joy to explore the wild woman archetype for me particularly, because this has been a powerful shift that I've been experiencing over the last year or so through reconnecting to the divine feminine within myself in all of her forms. So Brianna shares some really powerful healing wisdom for us and how the journey back home to the womb can totally transform your life beyond what our minds can even imagine. So if you enjoy the Open Heart Rebellion podcast, why not share it with someone who would benefit from hearing this? You can always take a screenshot and tag me at jesse underscore galvin. Let me know what landed for you, any takeaways or reflections. It absolutely makes my day to hear the mini transformations you experience through these episodes. And as this is a totally free resource, reviews really help people to find us organically. So if you can also head over to Apple Podcasts, share your experience of the Open Heart Rebellion there, I'd be really grateful. So before we start, let's just take a moment to breathe, to land into the body, just to be here and give yourself this moment. So take a deep breath in through your nose. And let it go. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your open hearts. And thank you for being here. So let's dive in. Brianna, thank you so much for coming and sharing your wisdom on the Open Heart Rebellion. What a joy to have you here. Um, for those people that don't know you, maybe we could start with you just sharing a little bit about your journey and how you came into, into your magic, into your wonderful womb work and all of the other amazing things that you're up to. Mm, thank you, Jesse. I'm so happy to be here. I've been lit up about this all morning. So I'm Brianna. I am a soul body alchemist. I am a womb guide. And my journey has been really interesting. It all kind of started with a bit of a quantum crumble, um, dark night of the soul, if you will, everything sort of fell apart. And I had been um, flirting with this idea of some spiritual exploration at that point in my life and then I had a really wild breakup and everything turned upside down and then I kind of took a deep dive into spirituality it felt like just a little bit of um like a way out of the darkness that I felt like I had really found myself in and then after about three years of exploring shamanic work and reiki healing and all sorts of different modalities I found myself really feeling called to step into some of this work as a practitioner. And so I started out doing Reiki and doing um, 
energy work sessions and channeling sessions and what I call soul body alchemy sessions for just one-on-one -on -one clients, kind of one-off here and there. Got my business license and kind of played with that for a while. And then I ended up um, moving from Southern California to my hometown in the middle of Michigan, which I swear I would never do. After more quantum crumbling kind of, it kept following me. <laughs> and I found myself back in my hometown and I deeply, I have a deep belief that it was really important to find myself back here because I think I had some roots that needed to be tended to and um, given a little bit of care and love that I had kind of been ignoring and avoiding for a long time. And it turned out to be parts of myself that I had been ignoring and avoiding for a long time. So I had been diving into shadow work and things like that and doing shadow work and inner child healing with my clients. And I ended up creating a program that was called, that is called Cultivating Inner Harmony. And that was an, that was an amazing journey. And it was really important that program channeled through me and, it has every single tool and modality that I had used up to that point in my own healing journey. Um, and it was, it's like such a beautiful way to step into spirituality if you're curious about it and to learn more about chakras, if you're curious about those. And it's just a really great starting point. And then I found that as I was diving deeper and deeper into my own work and into this journey of spirituality, I kept getting kind of called back to the womb and there was one day where I was hosting a cultivating inner harmony call as a group and we were on the sacral chakra and I went on this tangent. I felt like it was just channeling through me this huge spiel about the patriarchy and how sexuality is our birthright, sensuality is our birthright. And I felt more alive in my work than I had felt in so long. I was really starting to kind of teeter away from that that teaching specifically around chakra balancing and I was wanting to go deeper. So then I got the call to do even deeper womb work myself. And that was last August, August of 2021. And at that time we were, uh, my family was facing a lot of loss. There was, um, my stepdad has cancer and my uncle had cancer and my aunt had passed the year before from cancer. Um, my mom wasn't well, there was just a lot going on. And I, was feeling really rattled and I had been kind of like perseverating on this healing journey at this like I've got to get healed I've got to figure it out and it was almost like I was grasping into the onto this idea that I had to be like healed and I actually just made a post about this yesterday on Instagram but it was this concept of this feeling of like chaos like I was perpetuating chaos trying to find stability and peace and um safety in my own body and it hit me that I was missing what felt for me like the most key part which was embodiment and womb work and reclaiming my femininity and my my own personal power and I wasn't living at all I was just constantly like in my head about like I've got to do my breath work I've got to do my meditation I've got to do my journaling and so I started taking like a deep dive into the womb work and it was just like a light bulb moment of like, wait a second, this is, this is real for me. Like, this is life. This is living. This is, um, it felt like me, like a full true expression of me, not just this version of me that I was trying to access through the other modalities I'd been using. And so then I, I found myself diving deep into embodiment work with my clients and, um, wanting to do more of that with my one-on-one -on -one clients and the women that were in cultivating inner harmony. 
And then I just realized that I had to, I'm a manifesting generator and I had to honor my pivot or my expansion into this next iteration of my, my work. And so I dove in like all the way headfirst into this world of embodying sexuality and sensuality for women. And then I created a program called Embodied Sexuality and it's been amazing. And then now I'm tapping into like wild woman archetype and sacred slut archetype. And just, it's like, I'm being initiated with every offering and every program and every interaction I have. And the more that I teach it, the more I embody it and practice it. And yeah, that's, that's like my journey in a nutshell (laughs) over the last few years. Amazing. Wow. And there's so much in there. I think Something that really speaks to me about your work is the wild woman archetype and deconstructing the patriarchy. I know that's a big part of what you talk about. And I would love to just hear your take on how you see these patriarchal constructs have actually become part of the way that we live without us realizing it and the way that we move through the world. And maybe to shed some light on that for people listening on how they can maybe have some light bulb moments of where the patriarchy is actually so embedded without we re- without us even realizing it. Because I know for, in my own journey, when I started reconnecting to the divine feminine, I was like, oh my goodness, I am literally walking through life with this masculine construct that's so part of who I am that I don't even know how to separate from it. Um, and so I'd love to hear kind of how, how, you, how that's manifested for you or how other people can kind of start to recognize that and move back into the womb and into the feminine. Thank you. Thank you. So, okay, if I were to track back and think about when I really started taking note of how the patriarchy was impacting me without yet realizing that that's what it was, it was when I started exploring um, my own kind of broken relationship with the divine masculine. And I was just leaning into the idea of going full time in my business. I was working as a speech therapist full time or part time at that point. And I realized that I didn't really have any examples of divine masculine men in my life. So I started doing more work around calling in divine masculine, aligning to divine masculine energy in myself and realized that even within myself, I had a lot of like wounded masculine energy, this like hustle culture. I have to grind. I have to do all of this to stay worthy. And then you know, once you like realize something and that you have a spark in your mind and a light bulb moment, you start getting all of these little messages from the universe. And all of a sudden I started seeing all of these things about the patriarchy. And I had like, you know, over the course of the years been like, oh, fuck the patriarchy. But I had never really known what I was talking about. I was just like, oh, fuck the patriarchy. But I hadn't taken the deep dive. And so when I was working on this divine masculine work, because I have a lot of feminine, but I wasn't honoring my feminine properly because my masculine masculine was so wounded. When I started looking at that um, and I started diving more into the patriarchy, like why are we so conditioned to this like wounded masculine energy? So for all of us, we are indoctrinated from day one into patriarchal constructs. It's been that way for centuries. And for women, that really shows up in our disconnection between our heart, our mind, and our womb. We aren't connected to our pleasure. We aren't connected to our power, our creativity. So many of us feel like we have to be as like masculine as men to be successful. And so 
what I was starting to look at at first was the way that we had our like feminine uprising in the 60s when women started, like the feminist movement was happening, women started going to work and there was this like concept that they had to grind like men did and it stuck. It's kind of like a pendulum swing. Like women wanted to reclaim their power and their independence, but they went super into what they were exposed to, which was masculine constructs of like work hard, be tired, exhaust yourself, work, 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 go, 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 make money, make money. And this is after, of course, eons of not being connected to their womb anyway, because the woman was really taught that they were just supposed to be there as support for men um, since the onset of Catholicism, Judaism, and all of that. These organized religions really just spread like wildfire globally and took over. And when you're raised into it, when you're born into it and raised with this, it happens subtly and over time. So most women that I work with don't even know what turns them on. They're not even sure what pleasure means for them. They're not connected to their bodies. When I ask them to connect to their pussy, which is a word that I'm you know, I use very openly and I hope that's okay, but that's something, it's a reclamation, right? <laughs> so when I ask my, my clients to connect to their pussy, they A, cringe at the word and B, don't know what that feels like. A lot of the women I work with have pain during sex. They don't explore self-pleasure unless it's like quick and with a vibrator and like just one and done, get it out of the way. Almost like pleasure is a chore. And I've seen this more and more and more. And then I also work with a lot of women who are like the breadwinners in their household and they are so far in their masculine that in heterosexual relationships, oftentimes their, their husband feels um, demasculated and you know, like their masculinity is really swept under the rug and they're not given this, this polarity in the dynamic. And so there's no sexual tension because the woman feels like she needs to be like up here financially and then also taking care of the kids. And so, it's really bizarre and fascinating to witness. And even just the connection to our bodies, you know, like women thinking about like witches being burnt at the stakes, healers being burnt at the stakes. Like for centuries, our ancestors were healers and medicine women and were able to take care of the community and their tribes. And that was seen as powerful and a threat to the patriarchy. So that was deemed like like witches are deemed as evil and bad. And even for myself to claim that I was a witch, it took so long to be able to say that. And even still, I can feel this little feeling of like, should I say that, you know? And it's almost like I can feel my ancestors fear. And so women have been separated from their pleasure and their pussy and their power because it's a threat to the patriarchy. So what I do with my clients to start to lean back into that is it starts with a really, really simple practice of, identifying what it feels like to feel pleasure in your body. So even just like taking your fingernails and gently like moving up your arm or pressing your own face and then stepping in front of a mirror, disrobing and just gently touching your body and admiring every curve, every quote unquote imperfection, because of course, that's also a part of the patriarchy that a woman is supposed to look a certain way and be a certain shape or size. That's all, it's all bullshit. You know, body neutrality is our organic state and our body is beautiful and sensual and like a, an entire landscape of possibilities for pleasure. But we're taught that we're supposed to have like an hourglass figure, perky boobs, you know, all of these things. And so um, 
disrobing in front of a mirror and finding these little parts of yourself that you like, like maybe you like your collarbones that day, or maybe it's the way that your hips kind of go out or even in, like whatever it is that speaks to you, there's something beautiful on your body and doing something like that every single day. And then we move into really finding your empowered yes and your empowered no, and noticing where you're saying yes when you mean no and no when you mean yes, because another part of the patriarchy is believing that we're supposed to do things we don't wanna do and play small and be seen and not heard, dishonor and self-abandon. That's kind of the unspoken mantra for women since we're born, you know? So it's tuning in and feeling what really feels like a yes and really feels like a no. We also do a lot of communication directly with your pussy. So I have my clients put their left hand on their pussy and ask her. And I actually got this from Regina Thomasauer in her book, Pussy Reclamation. So it's totally not mine. I'm borrowing this from her. <laughs> and we ask her, like, what do you, what do you need today? What do you desire today? And it's a lot of like, tuning into the body and finding what actually feels in alignment to the truth of who you are. Radical self-acceptance on all levels. Oh, mm -hmm. so beautiful. And I feel that, I really feel the witch wounds. I feel them so strong in talking about healing and even sharing in some of my stories of moments of awakening, you know, the witch wound is there, this, this feeling like we're gonna be burnt at the stake and that it's woo-woo, even that word, you know. We're just constantly putting things in boxes because the logical masculine finds it easier to understand. Mm -hmm. And hearing you talk and seeing you speak, because obviously we're connecting face to face, which is so beautiful to see you. I can feel your wild woman coming through. I can feel the, the rawness. And I'd love to explore a little bit more about that because there is this sense that we have to be perceived a certain way. No, and even with the work that, you know, the work that I've done, I still find myself falling into that. These narratives are so deeply embedded in the subconscious of the way that we should be. And I've tried to eliminate that word from my life, the should. We should be a certain way. We should feel a certain way. You know, what does pleasure feel like? What do we desire? How do we get back there? How do we reclaim our desires? How does the wild woman help us to, to be more of who we are? And what does that even mean? Mm, I love this. I had full body goosebumps at that question. So this is a big yes for me. That's my embodied yes is full body goosebumps up my face, over my forehead. Um, the wild woman. Wow. So I, I have so much affinity for my inner wild woman. And I believe that every woman, when she connects with her inner wild woman is like, oh, there I am. So you said something that speaks exactly to the wild woman archetype, which makes sense to me why you are called to her. And it's because this is, you had spoken about not wanting to be in these little boxes anymore. And this like logical masculine understanding of like compartmentalization. The wild woman is the part of us that doesn't fit into any boxes. <laughs> that's how, that's how I love to introduce her. It's the part of us that is completely, fully, authentically, unapologetically expressed at the core of who we are. It's the part of us that exists beyond our conditioning, beyond social constructs, beyond the patriarchy, beyond trauma, beyond fear, beyond limiting beliefs. It's the part of us that like, when we see a giant um, snow hill, you know, when you're walking down the road that wants to run to the top of it and roll down, it's like our inner child that has not yet then succumbed to the culture that we're born into. It's us without the indoctrination. She is 
fierce. She is ever knowing. She is unfuckwithable. She has like mountain energy as far as herself knowing, but is like wild and free, like water. So she's completely and wholly authentic. Um, working with my inner wild woman has really honestly changed everything for me. Like, I'm sure you can see my face is just like lighting up right now because she has been like my greatest ally. Like to me, my inner wild woman feels like the voice of my pussy. She feels like the truth of my divine feminine. She's all parts of me. She's chaos, she's creativity, she's play, she's sexuality, she's pleasure. And when you access that energy, it's like a permission slip to be true to who you are, which we, you know, in this, in this culture, we're always looking for permission slips and they're actually alive and well within us when we slow down. So something that I like to do to connect to my inner wild woman, the first thing I did was I wrote her a letter and I just kind of free form wrote, oh, full body goosebumps again. If you're listening, this might be like a nice starting point. Um, I wrote her a letter and I let it be like stream of consciousness, free flow writing. And I wrote to her about the reasons I haven't let her out and the reasons I haven't called her in and the reasons that I'm ready to, you know, and I apologized and I thanked her and I asked her like, what do I need to do to call you forward? For me personally, it's been, and I let her speak back while I was writing. And so for me personally, it's been a lot of just like wild dancing, like putting on really, really like primal music or really like upbeat music and feeling myself while I dance. So I'll either dance like really frantically and stomp and shake, or I'll have like a really sensual dance session where I'm feeling my entire body slowly and sensually. Um, that was one of the most important things for me to call her in. But the other thing that we are also not really taught to do in this culture is to slow down. And so I found that when I go into a meditation and I actually intentionally access her and speak with her, and I sit in silence and I just let her energy move through me without words, without expectations. I just invoke her energy and let it move through me. When I come out of that meditation, I'm like, oh, yes. And I did that this morning. I do that almost every morning. You know, she's my ally. And then I find this, um, this burst of confidence. It's like, oh wait, I have permission to be completely me every single day. I can show up on my stories and say exactly what I wanna say. And I'm not worried about what other people think. With the patriarchal constructs and the patriarchal culture, we really are conditioned to be so swept away in comparison and swept away in fear of what other people think and like grasping for approval from everybody around us. And that's where the people pleasing and the playing small comes in because we don't want anyone to disapprove of us. And something that I've recently leaned into fully is that anyone that chooses me, whether it's romantically, a friendship, to be in my world as a client, I want them to choose all of me in my most authentic expression. I don't want to be performative for the people in my world because to me, that's not authentic connection. It doesn't feed my soul. And every woman has that part of herself that knows what she really feels and who she really is and what she really desires and craves that authentic community where she can be all of her. So the wild woman helps us get there. Yes. Yes, she does. Oh. You literally make me want to take off my shoes and go and run around in a field naked, howl <laughs> at the moon. Oh, yes. <laughs> something that I do do on a regular basis with the full moon. And even just making sounds, you know, expressing ourselves freely. Mm -hmm. What's holding us back? What is holding us back? 
it's all in our minds and it's so like you said it's so deeply ingrained and it's so it takes so much intentionality to deconstruct something that is that has been put there from day one it takes devotion it takes consistency and community like having community in that journey and for that journey is is everything because we're communal beings and as women we would come together for this kind of work we would have red tent ceremonies to honor our bleed the wild woman doesn't fear her cycle she doesn't avoid her cycle she embraces it and knows that she's a cyclical being she knows that that is part of her power and she can actually let her cycle be her ally when you bleed you're you're releasing every single month it's one of the most beautiful things that can happen to our bodies and when we avoid it, then we have things like severe PMS and um, cramps and just like mood swings and all of the other things that come with it. But when you lean in and you let the earth support you through herbal remedies and you do yoni steaming and you find ways to really honor yourself in each phase of your cycle and each season of your cycle, that's like, ugh, it's so magical. It's alchemical in the way that you live your life. And the wild woman is right there to support it. I love that you said that you howl with the moon because that's something that um that's another way that I like to call in my wild woman because we are like the wolf you know we really have that pack mentality we have that community mentality we're fierce we're unfuckwithable when we allow ourselves to access that part of us mm, unfuckwithable do you think we're afraid of our power oh hell yes <laughs> we're conditioned to be right like when you when you and your ancestors for hundreds of years back are taught that your power needs to be tucked away into this tight little space inside of your womb that you aren't that you dare not explore power becomes it doesn't even feel true like when i first start speaking to women about accessing their power owning their power they are just first of all the way that they view the word power like their idea of power is oftentimes in a box of toxic masculinity you know it's like aggressive and overbearing and when i introduce them to this idea that what if power is actually like aligned leadership and paving the way for people and giving permission to other women to step into their leadership and their authenticity it kind of shifts things but i do believe i believe we're afraid of our own power i believe that we're afraid of success because women aren't supposed to be, quote unquote, aren't supposed to be powerful or successful or have a lot of money or have a huge impact. When really on the flip side, we're, that's exactly what we're supposed to do. Yeah. And what you're saying is so interesting hearing you speak about this because being afraid of our power and not being able to hold it, what if our power is in our softness and in our grace and in our flow and in the honoring of the earth and the death and the rebirth? Because as you're talking about the menstrual cycle, this is something that I've come back to is that we are gifted as women this process every month of death and rebirth and honoring the cycles, the seasons, the cycles inside of ourselves. And I see this a lot. I'd love to hear your take on this. In the, in the new age community, there's a lot of light. There's a lot of sending the love and sending the light. And we're missing a fundamental part of what I believe in, in my experience of the spiritual practice, which is to honor the darkness because the darkness gifts us the light. That's the feminine. And I'd love to hear your experience of that. And if that feels aligned to you and your experience of your spiritual practice. But for me, the darkness is a huge part of the feminine. 
And actually a big part of what I want to do with the Open Heart Rebellion is to explore more conversations where we're not afraid because the fear comes when we avoid the darkness. And the feminine is our greatest teacher in my experience of that. I just love you so much. <laughs> I love you. It's such, such a joy. We could do this for hours. Truly, I truly, I really wish we could just grab tea and chat. So one day I'll get there. Yes, um, absolutely. The darkness is so fundamental. And actually that love and light construct concept in the new age uh, culture of spirituality is actually what kept me away from it for so long. And I always felt called to spirituality, but instead I lived as like a proud atheist for so long because I couldn't stand what seemed like absolute bullshit to me. And like, what about, what about all parts of us? And coming back to the wild woman, she also embodies the dark feminine. And the dark feminine is absolutely important, is fundamental within us. We need to honor all of our parts. We need, we are so dynamic as women. And when we push away our darkness and we try to like put it in this little box, you know, another box that we are so sick of, it, it takes away from our full nature and our full expression. It creates this performative nature and people can feel it. Like when you meet those people, you can feel this lack of depth. When we experience the lowest lows, we then truly experience the highest highs. When we embrace our lowest lows, we can hold our clients and our humans and our world at their lowest low with understanding and compassion and know that in that moment, they don't need love and light. They need to be validated in that moment of darkness. The cycle supports that. Like you said, you said it so beautifully. Every single month we're gifted with the cycle of death and rebirth. It allows us to honor our dynamic nature as women. We are chaos, really. Like women are chaotic and that's a beautiful thing. I'm so bummed because I listened to a podcast last year by this incredible woman and I cannot remember her name and I want to find her again so badly, but she speaks to how beautiful it is that women are chaotic. Cre creation comes from chaos. It doesn't come from logical order. It's like you have to kind of just surrender to the process. And coming back to what I had said about like at your lowest lows that allows you to feel your highest highs, you meet those people who really like to stay at like a baseline and not go too low and not go too high. And they're kind of just like existing and like getting by and they don't have this felt sense of true life. There is no such thing as only love and light. That's just, it's just silly. It's just silly to me. Like, yeah, I, it's hard for me to wrap my mind around. So I'm really glad that you spoke to that. For me, honoring my darkness is what allowed me to explore brighter light and explore my truth. Honoring, not just in myself, but with my community, letting people hold space for me when I was at my lowest low. Being vulnerable with my community, even as um, like a facilitator in a group, you know, when I get into a group of, women that I'm leading the way for, I will be honest with them and say, today is the day where I am like, my energy is here. I'm here with you, I'm here for you. And I'm here in all of my forms. I'm devoted to this, but today I am not, I'm not up high, you know? And also being able to honor when your darkness is needing some attention and honoring that in your body and letting that be something that you really embrace, even if that means canceling your calls for the day or 
setting stronger boundaries that day or just curling up under a weighted blanket that day. Like it's important to feel every feeling and move through it because emotions are energy in motion. And if we keep them stuck, it wreaks havoc on our nervous system. It wreaks havoc on our body. Um, you know, our body holds on to things that our mind doesn't process. And so then it can create chronic issues, which I know you have personal experience with. And if we don't let it flow, it gets lodged somewhere else that we don't even realize. Ah, embracing all parts of ourselves. Okay. So how can the wild woman help us live more fully, love more fully, open our hearts to this human life and all of the things that we're currently all navigating collectively, individually? How can, how can she support us in opening our hearts? She guides us back to our truth. She's an expression of our truth. When you align to pleasure and play and authentic expression, it's almost impossible to not connect to the openness of the heart. When you align to that, which is a true yes for you and you let yourself be seen, oh, I'm getting cold goosebumps again. It's, there's no way, there's no way you can go back. You know, it's like, once you get a taste of that, it's just forward from there. It's like, okay, here I am all of me. So she allows you to be seen. So letting yourself be seen, letting yourself be heard, letting yourself be vulnerable. You know, we're not, a lot of us feel really, really, really scared of vulnerability and being seen in our darkness and in our wildness. You know, a lot of us are afraid to be seen in our power. We're afraid we might turn people off or away from us. But when you just take those small steps towards being seen more and heard more, setting boundaries, calling in more joy. She's right there with you, leading you into your most authentic expression. And it, maybe it sounds a little silly to say, and maybe a little woo woo, if you will, but once you start saying yes to yourself and following your true embodied yes, things start to open up where it's like, oh, here's another opportunity to step even further and even deeper into your wild woman. And here's another opportunity and another opportunity. And here's a person to mentor you. And here's a friend to hold you through it. And here's a speaking opportunity in front of a group that you always wanted to do, but never had the courage to do. Like things just start to open up to you. I love that it all starts with the relationship we have with ourselves mm-hmm. and listening to that embodied yes and embodying that and being able to treat ourselves with compassion to then be able to move through the world with that for other people. It's so expansive to hear you talk about this. Mm -hmm. Um, So final thing, Mm -hmm. what does living with an open heart or connecting to your womb or how do they integrate? What does it mean to you? How is it experienced in your life? How does it show up? Oh my gosh, I love, love this question. I'll start with the integration because it is such such a beautiful transformation to allow your womb to really, um, to liberate your womb liberates your voice and to liberate your voice liberates your heart. They all, the three really work so beautifully together. For me, working with my heart chakra specifically and having a very open heart has allowed me Oh man, I'm going to get emotional. <laughs> I'm feeling emotional. I've, I've never experienced as much alignment and abundance. And I don't mean even financial abundance, but abundance in community, abundance in support, abundance in love, abundance in self-love. Living with an open heart has really 
allowed me to experience abundance on all levels. It's opened me up to opportunities I never thought were possible, to living basically my dream life. You know, I, I'm, I'm in, my business is like a complete and utter expression of my soul and of my womb. And the community that I've experienced and built from saying yes to things with an open heart and, an, and a liberated womb brings me into connections with people like you and other women in my community where I can have these kind of conversations. I have found, you know, a love that my partner, I'm in a, in a relationship with someone who hears me and honors me and is in deep devotion. And I know that that's a reflection of my own devotion to myself, which started with an open heart, you know, in order to really embrace all parts of myself and be open to my worthiness of receiving, which is a whole other part of womb work that we can dive into another time, but opening to my worthiness of receiving and letting things come to me as much as I give. That's really been the magic of it. Reciprocity, balance, opportunities, connection, aliveness, love. It's <laughs> great. All of the good things, but honoring every part of yourself. That's why I love speaking to you. You're so embodied in, in your work and you feel your wild woman coming through. And it's such a pleasure to be able to experience and to receive your wild woman. So thank you from my open heart to yours for sharing your wisdom today. Um, so Brianna, where can people find you? I know you've got some awesome things happening. Where can people find you? How can people get involved? How can we get more women engaged and activated and aligned? Mm, thank you. And thank you for having me. This has been the best way to start a Wednesday for me. Um, so where can people find me? My primary storefront is Instagram. My handle is brianna.r.brown. Brianna is B R I. A-N-N-A R.Brown. I have so many things unfolding right now. So actually on March 10th, just coming up next week, I have a free masterclass on the wild woman. It's called Wild Woman Awakening, coincidentally, and perfectly timed for this podcast. And then after that, I will have a, it's kind of like a top secret um, initiation program that's two weeks long. And I'll give a hint here. It does have to do with the wild woman as well. Um, I also have my waitlist is open for embodied sexuality, which is an eight week deep dive into so much more than sexuality, but really embodiment of worth, of pleasure, of turn on, of connection to the body, of sensuality, sexual expression. And then lastly, I have a mastermind that will be opening up in mid-April, early May, that will be called Way Showers. And it's it's for the women out there that know they're a way shower, but have really been weighed down by patriarchal constructs and haven't fully stepped into their worthiness of showing the way and paving the way for others. So really like leaning into their innate leadership through, an, through a feminine lens and through a lens of pleasure and sovereignty and sensuality. So my most, you know, my most immediate offer is the free masterclass. And then there are so many other options to explore from there. Uh so many ways of this beautiful work with you with your beautiful soul so thank you so much for being here for sharing all of your magic with us and for inspiring and planting seeds for ways that we can live more fully and come home to ourselves so thank you beautiful lady what an honor it's my honor as well thank you jesse i appreciate you so much thanks for being here today i'm jesse galvin and this is the Open Heart Rebellion.